G'day and welcome to Property, Australia's favourite obsession. My name's Jeremy Cownan and today is the start of our mini-series, My Formula for Real Estate Profits. See, this is my formula, my personal formula. This is how I see and approach real estate and it explains exactly how and why property prices go up and down. See, this formula defines exactly why property must continually increase in value over the long term. See, my formula defines what drives property prices. It's my formula that will demystify the property market for you. It will be like having a cloak removed as you start to see the world through very different eyes. It's important not just to understand, but to internalize and recognize my formula as it manifests every day right in front of our eyes. Most people go through life not seeing the forest for the trees. For some reason, we are blinded to my formula, and yet there it is staring us right in the face every day. Now, I'll be back with a host of new guest interviews, and there's an absolute rippers coming up. But what I hope to achieve in this mini-series, my formula for real estate profits, is to explain the absolute truth that underlies property markets. This is rock-solid, irrefutable facts that drive real estate prices. And once you completely understand my formula, you will start to appreciate more and more the lessons that we can glean from our PAFO guests. See, PAFO is about storytelling. It's about learning from others. Because the guests on PAFO are just relating their property truths in real life. It's about showcasing my formula and how it's impacted and manifested for these different guests. What I promised when I started this podcast was to bring you interesting and inspiring stories about property, but from people you might not expect and in ways you might not have thought about. And what I want you to take away from these stories is how my formula drives and accompanies us every minute of every day. See, I want you to be able to recognize my formula within the stories of our guests and to be able to identify them in action in real life. The first core concept of my formula for real estate profits to understand is that of the effortless advantage. Now, this concept underpins absolutely everything, and it is based on an economic truth. It's an irrefutable truth. The stories that our guests on PAFO share are all about the effortless advantage in action. And to understand and accept my formula for real estate profits, it's imperative that you're able to recognize and identify the FSL advantage as investors. See, this core concept explains exactly why over the long term, a property must go up in value. Because it's based on fact. The fact that productivity gains, regardless of how they occur, must feed into land prices. This concept was originally defined by economist David Ricardo as the economic rent. And the economic rent is the difference between the cost of production and revenue from a value-adding enterprise. Now, I get that sounds a bit like gobbledygook, but bear with me, because this concept is not about the relationship between a landlord and a tenant, but rather the effortless advantage describes the locational advantage that one plot of land has over another. This is the concept behind the land baron's mantra of location, location, locations. Because what the land barons are actually describing is why one piece of land is more desirable, and hence more valuable, than another. The term the economic rent is the free or effortless uplift in production and profitability. 
It's the effortless advantage. It relates to the locational advantage that one location has over another. And the distinguishing characteristic of the effortless advantage is that earning it requires no effort whatsoever. Now, this is a very important point. It's about effort, the effortless advantage that is obtained when owning and controlling a piece of land. Now, I reckon the easiest way to think about this is to think about farming land. Now, if I gave you a choice to farm 100 acres of either lush, fertile fields with plentiful rain and abundant green pastures growing in rich, productive soils, or 100 acres of desolate, harsh, arid land, dry, barren, without life, which would you choose? You'd choose the 100 acres of the green fields, wouldn't you? But why? It's all got to do with which piece of land is more productive. And the more productive the land, the more profitable. So you know, without any further effort, you'll be able to grow more product on the green fertile fields than that you could achieve in the arid soil in the desert. And that increase in production is purely down to the productivity of the land. And when we think about it, it costs no more to fence 100 acres of desolate land as it does rich productive pastures. It costs the same amount to purchase a farm shed, regardless of where it's constructed. And a tractor takes the same time to plough 100 acres of arid land as it does the fertile, lush soils. So what's the difference? It's the natural advantage that nature has bestowed on the different locations. Remember, the effortless advantage describes the locational advantage that one piece of land has over another. And that distinguishing characteristic of the effortless advantage is that earning it requires no effort whatsoever. And the difference in productivity of the lust pastures as compared to the arid dust bowl is not created by one farmer working harder than the other. One working 15 hours a day while the other one just puts in five. But it's a natural function of nature that one piece of land has a natural locational advantage which results in it being more productive than the other. It has a better location, location, location. And this is what the land barons were describing as one piece of land is more desirable and hence more valuable than the other. The effortless advantage is the free or the effortless uplift in production and profitability. Another way to think of the effortless advantage, and it's pretty well summed up if we think about pioneers settling new territories. Where does that settlement occur? It will be near fresh water, where there's an abundance of local foods and productive pastures, where there's natural shelter or resources to construct them from. If it's a trading post, then it'll either have a port or be on a trade route, enabling supplies to be bought and sold and commerce to occur. And this helps explain why there have been so many wars throughout the ages as one tribal society tries to acquire more expansive and more productive lands from another. And it explains why there is mass migration across the African plains as animals search for easier and more abundant food. Because the animals are just trying to take the easiest path to survival. And we see society striving to acquire or control the most productive lands in today's society. 
Now, if this theory is correct, then we've got to see this manifesting in everyday life, which is exactly what happens as society strives to acquire the best property locations. So a really good example of this is if we think about a retail outlet store. Now, if I said to you, where would you open up that particular store? Would you operate on a busy thoroughfare where there's lots of foot traffic where people can come into your store, or would you tuck it in the back streets where nobody could see it, nobody walked past, and nobody knew where it was? Now, clearly, as a retail outlet store, you'd be relying on foot traffic. So it's important that you're visually apparent to people that the more foot traffic that passes your store, the more likely it is for someone to come in. And that is why shopping malls like Westfield charge such high rents, because it's the shopping mall that creates the foot traffic, and the foot traffic is what the retail outlet survives on. The retail outlet store, they will want to access those locations that have the most foot traffic, and it's those locations that will be most profitable for the store. Remember, the higher the productivity, the higher the profitability. So it's those locations that the stores will be willing to bid up in the form of higher prices or higher rents that they'll pay to acquire those locations. Or if we think about transportation hubs for a courier service, they don't build the roads or the rail or the airport, but rather they take advantage of locations that provide them with quick and easy access to such infrastructure that enables them to more quickly and efficiently, and hence more profitably, to deliver the required goods. In recent times, we've heard of crypto miners wanting to change locations as they chase cheap energy prices. For a cryptocurrency miner, this is just as important, the locational advantage. But here, and we're seeing this today, where cryptocurrency miners are actually moving locations chasing lower energy prices. Because those locations where energy prices are cheaper will of course reduce their cost of business, thus increasing their profits. So it's to their advantage that they ensure that they acquire the rights to lands where there is cheap energy prices. They're of course not building those power plants, but choosing locations that are advantaged by lower cost power. And if we think about residential real estate, the price of this too is driven by the locational advantage. This is why water and city view properties are typically more expensive than those that don't have such views. But other lifestyle assets can drive property prices, like access to strip shops and the cafe lifestyle. Heritage features or tree-lined streets can also produce a locational advantage. We often hear about purchasers wanting to buy properties that are zoned for particular schools. But that property that is zoned for that school has a locational advantage to one that isn't zoned for the school. And of course, the desirability of residential real estates is heavily driven by access to employment opportunities. As society becomes more productive, then all these productive gains will be taken by the price of land as we seek to acquire ownership or access to the most productive real estate. Remember, the more productive a piece of land is, the more profitable it will be for the venture undertaken on it. The more profitable, the more desirable. And the more desirable, the higher the price someone will be willing to pay to acquire that piece of land. It's why animals will fight to the death to remain in control of their land. And it's why as humans, we will continue to bid up the price of real estate, desperate to gain control of the advantages that accompanies the piece of land. So there you have it. 
the effortless advantage is the first core concept of my formula for real estate profits. It describes the natural locational advantage that one location has over another. And it explains why land with the best location will always demand the highest prices. It explains why as society becomes more productive and hence more profitable, these profits will be used to bid up the price of land with the best locations. If the best locations are not available, then this money will be used to bid up the next best locations and so on. And remember, a distinguishing characteristic of the effortless advantage is that earning it requires no effort whatsoever. Now, I'll be back next week with part two of my formula for real estate profits, where together we'll start to delve into the five drivers of property prices. As it's these drivers that manifest into productivity gains that the effortless advantage converts into higher land prices. The five drivers work hand in hand in a symbiotic relationship with the effortless advantage, and they are core to my formula for real estate's profits. Understand my formula and you'll understand why we are so passionate about property. What makes it such a great investment? Because as landlords, you get rewarded for society's gains. So let's wrap it up there. I hope you've enjoyed part one of this mini series, My Formula for Real Estate Profits. If you've got any feedback, then please DM me on our Facebook page or Insta. Just look up PAFOPOD. That's, of course, the acronym for Property Australia's Favourite Obsession. So PAFOPOD. And don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a rating or review for Property Australia's Favourite Obsession. My name's Jeremy Cannon, and I've been your host. And until next time, let's keep obsessing about property. Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature, as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. You should therefore consider these matters yourself before deciding whether the advice is appropriate to you and if you should act upon it. Should advice be sought, please seek an appropriately qualified advisor. Investing may not be appropriate for everyone, as there is inherent risk and the possibility of loss when investing in financial assets, just as there is the possibility of profits. While useful for identifying patterns, History and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Calvin Flack has a commercial relationship with guests appearing on this production.